Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You are listening to the Arash Markazi Show on a new generation of radio. The all-new and mightier 1090 AM. Good afternoon on a beautiful Monday and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the mightier 1090 in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. I'm joined as always by producer G. Hewali. G. how are you? You know, my voice is gone, but other than that, I'm doing great, Arash. That is a Monday tradition here on the Arash Markazi <laughs> Show. G. Wiley after, uh, listen, obviously at work and your fantasy teams and your actual teams. We've got college basketball back. You are screaming. You are yelling. Uh, what kind of caught your attention this week? Again, again listen, the, the the Giants are pretty much done, despite the fact that they beat the Raiders a couple of weeks ago. But, uh, G. what took your voice away this weekend? You know what? That's a really good question. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> maybe just some overexertion. Maybe just some over elation on the fact that I had a bye week for the New York Giants. Yeah. Uh, maybe I was just really, really psyched on that. Uh, psyched on the fact that college basketball is back. You're right, Arash. Uh, college basketball is back. And I- I'm loving it. I'm loving every second of it. I'm loving looking at UNC losing. I'm loving Duke yeah. winning. It's It's been a really, really good weekend. It's just been a good weekend. I am actually in Santa Clara right now. Big Monday night football game tonight. The Rams and the 49ers going at it. Uh, Rams are favored by three and a half. Uh, listen, I, I, I like the Rams in this game. Certainly like them coming off of a loss. And not just a loss. I mean, they, they were really dominated at the line of scrimmage last week, last Sunday night against Tennessee. So I like the Rams to bounce back. It will be the debut for um, Hodel Beckham Jr. and Von Miller making their debuts with the Rams. But gee, once once we got off the air, and to be honest, this happened late Friday. This was such a shocking news to get that Robert Woods is going to be out for the year. And, and really, when they signed Dodell Beckham Jr., it was more of a luxury. It was more of a a signing that we were thinking at the time, you know, why would the Rams do this? They don't really need him. They need him now. I mean, when you lose Woods for the season, uh, just a devastating loss for the team. He was one of the uh, captains, someone that had been there through the thick and the thin. Um, so for them to find out late Friday, again, this was the last practice before they got on a plane and 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 came to Santa Clara for the game tonight. Tough loss, but I mean, now you look back at it, and thankfully they made the deal. They they signed Dodell Peckham Jr. because, and we'll see how he performs tonight. Again, he he's expected to start. He's expected to even return some punts. But now you look back at that deal and say, you know, thank goodness that they did that because it's not a a luxury anymore. This is a guy that they really do need right now to contribute. Yeah, he has now become a necessity, which is crazy to me because you know my feelings on Oda Beckham Jr. And for those I that know. didn't listen to Friday's show, I'm just not a huge fan. Uh, it is now really becoming the Oda Beckham Jr. show. 
uh, and this is what he wants. This is what yeah. he wants. Um, I really hope he performs. I hope he helps them out. Um, I hope that all is well with him and his world uh, and that he wins some games. Um, Arash, my only issue, I think, with this game, them being favored, first of all, I get it. San Francisco is not great. They're not good. They're not performing well. But they have Sean McVay's number for some odd reason. They they are undefeated when it comes to beating Sean McVay. So I'm really really hoping that you know these guys come uh, all come together, have like a come to Jesus moment or whatever you want to call it, <laughs> and they all come together and beat the snuff out of this team because yeah, I mean it hasn't put it well. Yeah, I mean this them. is this is a big game for the Rams because you know. So they got lucky, not lucky. Listen, watching that that Cardinals Panthers game, and again, gee, how amazing is it that Cam Newton comes back and he scores two touchdowns? So the Panthers upset the Cardinals. Now, gee, if the Rams win tonight, they are tied for the best record in not only the division, not only the conference, but the league. And, and so this is a big game for them tonight. Uh, just it's been such a weird year. You know, you you watch that Tampa Bay game and the Washington football team beats Tampa Bay, Carolina upsets the Cardinals. So, you know, right atop the league, you got the Packers at 8 and 2, Titans at 8 and 2, Cardinals at 8 and 2. If the Rams win, they will tie them. The Cowboys coming back <laughs> looking good after, you know, they they had that terrible performance against the Broncos. So, um wide open in the National Football League, a tough loss Yesterday for the Chargers, G.A., and in the second segment, we will hear from Justin Herbert and Brandon Staley. Um, this, I had a feeling coming when 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 I, I looked at that game, you know, this was a game that in years gone by, the Chargers would find a way to lose. And, and I just had a bad feeling about this one. I, I just didn't feel great about the Vikings coming in here and finding a way to win, and they do 27-20. to 20, uh these are games that if you're going to be a, a contender, these are games if you want to win the division, you have to find a way to win. You know, I mean, the Vikings came into that game at uh, – so they're, they're right now four and five. They're two and three away from home. I mean, this is not a game that the Chargers should have lost. And uh, the uh, Chargers now sit at five and four, only two and three at home. Gee, and, and I do think some of that has to do with – and we've talked about the, this – for years is that they don't have a home field advantage. I mean, when they play at so five, they're, I'm sure that they're happy to be home. They're in their home locker room, but there's not a home field advantage. And so when they play the, the Vikings, it's a ton of purple. When they play the chiefs, it's, it's a ton of red, um, just a tough loss for them. And, and this was a game that they should have had, uh, I just don't have a good feeling about the Chargers now closing out the season. The Chiefs look like they're back. They've maybe turned the corner. Uh, gee, your thoughts? Again, we'll hear from Brandon Staley and Justin Herbert in segment two. But, you know, I had a, a lot of high hopes for this team. And I'm not saying that, that it's done. But, again, these are losses. When you lose to a below 500 team at home by a touchdown, those are losses when you look back at the season, why you missed the playoffs. That's why. Yeah, I, I think that that line is really banged up. Uh, and you can see it. You know, they're yeah. not able to protect their quarterback. And that's a huge, huge no no for me. Um, when your offensive line cannot hold and not help, it's just you can't win games like that. You know, um, yeah. as far as their home field advantage, they got to get used to that. 
Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's just, it is what it is. It's always kind of been like that for the Chargers, whether they're in LA or whether they were in San Diego. They always don't have that home field advantage, which it sucks. It's terrible. It's the worst thing ever in football, to be honest with you, that they don't have a real true home field advantage. But they need to figure it out. They need to figure out the fact that they need to come in with a mindset like, hey guys, we may be playing at home. We may be able to have like a home regiment, but we are not playing at home. Take into consideration that every game is going to be an away game. Like yeah. you gotta, you gotta switch your mentality to that because, uh, you know, LA hasn't had a home team in in over twenty five years. Yeah. You know, so and I know that we keep bringing this up. We keep talking about the fact that there's no home field advantage, but you know, it just it, it's the truth. You know, LA has been starved for for football for years. And it's just, it's really, really hard on LA fans to switch over and be like, hey, now we'll totally cheer for you. You know, we'll put on our, that's great. The new generation does that. You know, the younger generation could do that, but there's not a lot of them right now. You know, the older generation is going to sit there and just be fans of who they were fans with before. Yeah, and, and the other thing is, this is not only a problem in Los Angeles, but also in Las Vegas as well. And I've often had pushback. I mean, people are saying, this is a Raiders town. Look at the silver and black. I've been to a couple of games in Las Vegas, and the opposing fans take over Allegiant Stadium as well. There was a ton of Chiefs fans at the game yesterday, Sunday night football, Chiefs and the Raiders ton of Chiefs fans there. I was there when they played Chicago, a ton of Chicago Bears fans. When you are in Los Angeles and when you are in Las Vegas and you are trying to find, listen, I'm going to go to one road game per year. I'm going to go to two per year. You're going to circle Las Vegas. You're going to circle Los Angeles. So there's two, two things happening there. You, it's They are transient cities in the sense that people from all over the country and certainly all over the world if they want to pick somewhere to live, they go to Los Angeles. They go to Las Vegas. So they, they, those are fans who they live there in some cases. But also when they're looking to make a trip, if they're looking to make one trip per season, if they're looking to make two trips, you're going to circle Las Vegas as a trip you want to make. You're going to circle Los Angeles as a trip that you want to make. So I, I really think that that's something that both in Las Vegas – and in Los Angeles, again, two communities that did not have a team for years, 20 plus years, um, you're going to have teams from, you're going to have fans from the opposing team, but also people are going to want to travel to spend a weekend in your town. So that, that I think all the teams there are going to have to get used to that. That's just part of life. And that's fine. I, I, but what the Chargers can't do is blow close games. And they've done a better job this year. I think Brandon Staley is a fantastic coach. I think generally speaking that they are not losing close games, but this was one again, a below 500 team that is coming into SoFi. And this is a tight division race. G. I mean, if they win that game, they are right now in first place right now. I don't see them winning the division. I don't see them making the playoffs. That could change, but uh, just a tough loss for them. Uh, It was a very interesting weekend, Jihei, at Staples Center. Um, I don't know if you saw the Lakers-Timberwolves game. Again, we'll get to the fact that they beat the Spurs on Sunday. But that Lakers-Timberwolves game may have been the most disappointing performance I've seen from that team in quite some time. Again, we've kind of joked or talked about you know how they've played this year and how they, the, the, there's no chemistry. 
the Minnesota Timberwolves came into Los Angeles to play this. To, to, they, they went into that game, I think it was Saturday, against the Lakers at 3-7. and seven. They were on a six-game losing streak. They had a 32 to 5 run and they outscored the Lakers 40 to 12 in the third quarter. And they were up 97 to 64 in the fourth quarter and Staples Center was booing the Lakers. I mean it was it was I, I had never seen a, a a team at Staples Center uh look that poor. And again, it, it's one thing to lose, I get it, you don't have LeBron James, but to get blown out by a team that's not that good. That's my biggest issue with this team. You know, when I keep looking at their performances and people want to lean on the fact that LeBron James is not playing, that's fine. I'm not saying they're going to beat the best teams in the league when they're not healthy. To beat the best teams in the league, you got to have LeBron James, you got to have THT, you got to be uh, a a um, healthy team. To beat the Minnesota Timberwolves, who again came into that game riding a six-game losing streak and were three and seven? You don't need LeBron James to beat the T Wolves, and not only to lose to them, but to get blown out by thirty points to allow them to outscore you forty to twelve in the third quarter to allow them to go on a thirty-two to five run. I mean, it was just a depressing game to watch. Again, fast forward to Sunday, they did bounce back. They did. They did beat the the uh, Spurs. And again, the Lakers are getting healthier. They got THT back. He had a fantastic game. LeBron James could come back, if not tonight, this week. So they may be turning the corner, but I cannot forget about performances like this. And you kind of like add that game to blowing a 26-point lead against the Thunder, to blowing a 19-point lead against the Thunder, to, uh, you know, again, they're having some of their worst performances against some of the worst teams. And so happy, again, that they beat the Spurs, happy that they're getting healthier. But, G.A., these are games, like, when I look at them and I kind of try to view them and say what kind of a team are they, you know, are they a championship team, they're far from it right now. Yeah, Arash, I love being right. I love being right. We talked about this at the very beginning of the season. Is this team going to work? Is this team going to be okay? Um, Is this team a championship caliber team? Because on paper, 100%, they seem like a championship caliber team. In real life, they are garbage. They can't play together. There's just something in the water where they just cannot come together. They cannot have this, you know, you can't lose against teams like this. You can't lose against young guns like this. I get that, like, these guys are up and coming. I get that, you know, the Timberwolves are, are an up and coming team. I get that Oklahoma City is even an up and coming team. I'll give them that. But you shouldn't be losing to kids at, at, the, at this point in your career. Yeah. Yeah, they, they should be winning. They should be beating the stuff out of them. They shouldn't be blowing all these uh, huge leads. Uh, this shouldn't happen. Uh, so, but it's nice to be right. Not gonna lie. It's yeah, not too right. Listen, you were one of many people who, when they made that deal, you know, and, and again, I, I think Los Angeles obviously is a star town. So, like, Russell Westbrook's coming back home to Los Angeles again. He, he went to high school here, he went to UCLA. I mean, Russell Westbrook is c- coming back, but you, you, you have to realize he needed to find a way to fit in with this team, and it's early. But just watching them play, it just it, the pieces don't fit. Let's see how this team plays when they're all healthy. But mm, 
The chemistry is not there. The chemistry is there with the Clippers. Again, they, they lost to the uh, Chicago Bulls on Sunday, snapping their win streak. But, gee, on the flip side, the Clippers beat the Timberwolves by 30 points, and they are just having so much fun together. They are playing together like as a unit, as one team, um, which is really amazing. You know, when they started the season at one and four, I'm thinking, hey, listen, we didn't come in with big expectations for the Clippers. No uh, Kawhi. Again, he's probably going to be out for the season. So when they started the year the way that they did, it wasn't a shock. Again, I didn't expect them to be a below 500 team. But, you know, when they started the year one and four, I'm like, okay, that happens. And then they go on this winning streak, winning seven straight games. Again, they lost to to Chicago. Tough. Despite the fact that they were at home, tough back to back for them to play the uh, to play Saturday night and then again on Sunday. Uh, but they, on the flip side, beat the Timberwolves one twenty nine to one oh two, and those guys were having such a good time on the court together. You could just see on the flip side the chemistry that they ha- have. They enjoy playing together. They're not using the fact that Kawhi is not playing as a crutch and saying, hey, listen, you know, we're we're only as good as we possibly can be. Uh, Paul George, once again, having an amazing season. Last night, despite the loss, 27-11-4. and four. Um, Listen, your your Clippers are looking good. I mean, again, th- th- this reminds me of, what was it, the 2018-2019 team where, again, there's no Kawhi, so there's no championship expectations, but it's like, wow, okay, th- this, this team – is not only a playoff team, but maybe they could be a top four seed. Maybe if they get Kawhi back, we'll see. Uh, they're just fun to watch. Shihei. They love playing together. They kind of have this chip on their shoulder, which is fine. Uh, but I just love watching this team play. Yeah, no doubt. They are incredible. I, I, I This has kind of always been Clipper basketball is watching a fun-to-watch team. Is it going to translate over to something that's going to be more? That's always been the you know uh, the crux. But I, I um, I'm excited. I, I'm glad they're playing like they should be playing. And talk about chemistry and rush. That's an understatement, right? Like they yeah. they've bonded in ways that we can't even imagine. You know, like they've gone to summer league together. They've gone and like just tried to make this team better. Kawhi's still on the bench. He's still active in practices and talking to these guys and being a real leader. Um, There's just something about this team that they really are a family. And I, I can't wait to see more. And I can't wait. And to be honest with you, I feel like this is not going to go away once Kawhi gets onto the floor. Oh, no. If and when he gets onto the floor. I think it's just going to be better and better and better. So I'm looking forward to it uh, if and when he comes back. But you know what? I'm not going to lie. I kind of want that lower seed. I kind of want that lower seed uh, for the Clippers, even though they're doing extremely well right now. Yeah, listen. I think I think with the Clippers, you want home court as uh, for as long as you possibly can have it. And again, if if they're a top four seed, you get it through the first uh, round. And so we'll see what happens there. Again, to your point, I one hundred percent agree with you. I mean, with when Kawhi comes back. There's not going to be much of a learning curve because, again, Kawhi was such a big part of this team during their postseason run a year ago. He's with the team. He's with them at practice. He is such a big part of this team. So it's not like they're 
going out and 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 it's a totally new player. Kawhi knows exactly how he'll fit in when he comes back. Um, and I could just imagine, and again, he's trying to come back as quickly as he possibly can, but I could just imagine him watching this team right now and thinking, like, I got to find a way to come back this season. Again, you never know what each year will hold. And so you ha- if you have the ability to compete for a championship – you have to go for it. And this is this could be such an amazing opportunity for the Clippers and Kawhi in the sense that there was no load management needed here because, again, he is sidelined for the season. So if he is able to rest and rehab and come back 100% healthy, and, a, and again, if, if his first game back is the playoffs and you got a fully rested and healthy Kawhi, and again, he's it's not like he's sitting out, he's hurt, He's trying to get back. But if the timing works out where he can come back right before the playoffs and, you know, to your point, G, I mean, if, if they don't have a great seed, but listen, at, at that point, if you got Paul George, if you got Kawhi, if you got Jackson, you got Nicholas Batum and Avika Zubax, and I mean, that team is going to be a problem. No one is going to want to play that team because, again, uh, let's just say, for example, they're the uh, sixth seed. They're not a normal six seed. Again, if the Clippers are healthy, they would be one of the top uh, seeds, one of the top teams in the league. Again, I am in Santa Clara tonight. We got Monday Night Football here, the Rams and the 49ers. Before we get to that, we are going to leave it here for now. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the Chargers. Tough loss for them. We're going to hear from Brandon Staley and Justin Herbert when we come back right here on the Mightier 1090 and 98.5 The Fan. We will be right back with the Arash Markazi Show. And you are listening to a new generation of radio. The all-new and mightier 1090 AM. You are listening to the Arash Markazi Show on a new generation of radio. The all-new and mightier 1090 AM. When we come around... Welcome back to the Rochmore Cosby Show on the Mighty Air 1090 in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. Again, I am in Santa Clara today. Monday Night Football, big Monday Night Football matchup. Rams and the 49ers debut for Odell Beckham Jr. and Vaughn Miller with the Rams. Rams, a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I actually like them to win big uh, tonight, get back on the winning track after losing to Tennessee Yesterday, speaking of losing at SoFi Stadium, the the, uh, Chargers um, losing to the Minnesota Vikings yesterday and really a tough loss for them. And I just had a bad feeling that this was going to be a a Chargers-like loss. And when I say that, I I don't want to knock them. But when you have a below 500 team coming into your house in November at this point in the season, you got to win that game. It is such a tight race in the division uh, that, that this was a game that they needed to have. And, you know, for them to lose the way that they did, 27 to 20, tough loss. Um, again, Justin Herbert did not have a, a gr- great game. One TD, one pick, 20 to 34. But uh, again, they need to do better in these types of situations. Again, last week, they found a way to beat Philadelphia. Come, coming back to win that game, but that, they just have not looked good in a couple of weeks now. Again, getting blown out by Baltimore, losing to New England, again, having to come back against Philadelphia, losing at home now to the Vikings. 
Um, this this was supposed to be a different season for the Chargers. Certainly, perhaps a Super Bowl season for them, where they could be playing at home at SoFi. The dream, obviously, Rams Chargers both playing at home. So with that, let's let's now hear from uh, Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert and also Chargers head coach Brandon Staley on what happened in their 27-20 to 20 loss yesterday at SoFi Stadium to the Minnesota Vikings. I thought we played well against the run. You know, I really wish we'd have knocked down that last run on the fourth and two, but I thought our guys competed today at a high level against a really good running attack, two really good runners, and uh, I really felt like, you know, We've really settled into how we want to play and, and who we want to play with. And I think that uh, our guys are responding to, you know, coming after this buy, after the bye with a lot of purpose. A lot, you know, we're playing with a lot more physicality. We're tackling well. Uh, we're setting better edges. We're playing with more penetration up front. And our second and third level are a lot more sure of where to fit because of it. And so I think we've made a lot of improvement over the last three games. I think that, uh, you know, I, I like the way that we're utilizing our people. I, I think that we've gone into these games with, um, you, know, really, you know, really quality plans. I think our execution today wasn't good enough today. It, our execution on offense, our execution on defense and in the kicking game, uh, it wasn't consistent enough to beat that team. Uh, and, and that's why we lost because our guys were playing really hard, but we need to execute better uh, for sure. And we went through some stretches there offensively where uh, there were far too many three and outs, especially in the, ha- the first half. You know, we had, you know, the two punts, uh, you know, short field field goal, and then we threw the interception uh, in our own area. And so, uh, and, then, and then we showed some really good stretches of, of moving the football at will. So uh, we just have to execute more consistently. Uh, and and it's not just offensively. Our, same thing with our defense and our kicking game. Brandon, the, the final drive, you guys had him backed up behind the sticks a couple of times because of yeah. penalties. There's a third down completion to Jefferson, third down completion to Thielen there. Just from your perspective, what happened there on that final drive and why you guys weren't able to get off the field? Yeah, we were in coverages that we feel like are, are really good. The first one, I really felt the story was on the second down where the guy like kind of fell forward. We had him tackled, and then he kind of, I don't know, squirted through and made it a third and six. It should have been a third and much longer than that. It was just kind of a weird, unlucky circumstance. And then we're in kind of like a drop eight cover one. We played a lot of split safety man to take away both of those guys. And so we're kind of in a tra- drop eight cover one. We wanted to pack the middle of the field. And, you know, he threw a lob outside. And, you know, it's one of those perfect throws and perfect catches. And then on the last, you know, third down, we're in a split safety man to take away Jefferson and Thielen. And, you know, our corner doesn't sink Thielen and, and he gets inside of him and uh, it's just poor technique and you know they get it into fourth and two and it should never have come to that and it's disappointing and that's why I talk about execution is we've got to coach and play better uh, because that's a situation that favors us and we have to be able to get Justin the ball back uh, for a chance to win the game and and you know we didn't execute well enough in a, in a defense that's designed to take away exactly what happened so we have to coach and play much better um, but our guys are playing hard and I think what we learned from today as a team is that our execution wasn't good enough. Go ahead. Just with the pass defense overall, did you feel like today was maybe some injuries catching up to you guys with, with Michael Davis out, with Nas out, just in terms of Justin Jefferson being able to get going the way he did? Uh, they've got some quality receivers. It's a, it's a, those two guys are as good as it gets. And uh, I really, I felt like we rushed the passer well today, and we just had some untimely misses in this game. And you got to tip your cap to them. I mean, Jefferson catches a couple lobs. Um, you know, the, the, those guys were earning 
their yards. And our plan was engineered to take them away. You know, and you've got a running attack to deal with too. So, um, you know, I felt like we were really good in stretches, and I really liked the way we were playing in stretches. Uh, but you've got to do it consistently over four quarters. And we have a lot of young players out there, but that's that's no excuse. We we got to execute better uh, to get our offense more turns. And the time of possession, you know, just was you know, big time in their favor today. You know, it was like 36 to 23. It felt that way. And at halftime, we had like 43 plays, and it felt that way. I felt like we were hanging tough. Uh, But we just got to play better, Daniel, in all three phases, and and we got to execute better in the passing game. Um, You know, and that's pass defense isn't just pass coverage. It's it's pass rush and pass coverage, and then we got to keep putting them in good spots. But um, I I tip my cap to to, to Justin and and Thielen. Those guys are really good players, and and Kirk made some, some big throws in that game. Is it the last three three out of the last four games, the offense just hasn't gotten clicking? Like you said, there's been moments, but either interceptions, penalties, turnovers. What what, what can you put your finger on if, as why you guys aren't consistently being able to score points and, and put up points by the bunches the way you kind of were at the beginning of the season? Yeah, I think we got to keep playing with more pace, more tempo, more rhythm and timing. Uh, and I think that we've got to avoid negative plays. I feel like, uh, you know, today... There were, from an execution standpoint, there were drops today that I didn't like. Um, there were some untimely protection issues that I didn't like. Um, you know, there were some times where, hey, a play that's designed to go for a bunch that should go for a bunch doesn't. Uh, and I think that there's just, um, you know, our players and, and coaches, we got to execute better as, as, as a collective group and coaching and players. And, and I think once we do, um, you know, you guys have seen how we can play. But I think where we're at, at five and four is just we're we're fighting. You know, it seems every week we're fighting to kind of find that rhythm and timing. It's not there yet. You know, we're just we're not there yet. Um, and you know, I think our record record is reflective of that in all three phases. We're we're, we're trying to find it, um, and our guys are playing hard, but our execution needs to improve. Was there a problem with the headset at one point? There was. The there was a, a huge headset issue. Yeah. Brandon, you guys are winning the road games, but not winning at home. I think you're two and three at home. Why do you think the struggles are coming at home, and could it be the the opposing the team fans here that kind of usually you know, take over the games? Yeah, I think it has more to do with the teams that we're playing. Uh, Gilberto, just we have to execute better. The the opposing crowd has no factor in, in our success. We. Um, you know, we, it's more about the Chargers and and our level of execution, and uh, and I think it it starts there for me. The headset issues, you said. Was it going in and out all game? Was it Most of the game, there was like a big stretch in the middle where my communication to the defensive signal caller wasn't good. We had to swap them out. We had to have this wholesale change. They couldn't hear me. I couldn't hear them. And we had to swap them out. In the last uh, fourth down that you had, you, you need two scores or you kicked a field goal. Did you think about going for the touchdown? Or what? I did. I did. I, I just I felt like we, you know, the, the certainty of points and to, to give ourselves a chance. I felt like defensively that we would get an opportunity for us to come back and then we would be able to score and then get, go for two to win. Um, you know, but I felt like it was going to be a one possession game and I felt like, you know, the certainty of points there was good. Um, and I felt like, uh, with time being on our side, uh, I felt like we could get a possession back and, and we would be able to go down there and score a touchdown. And, and so we had all of our timeouts in the two minute and I just felt like, uh, at that circumstance, it was the right thing to do to get, to truly make it a one possession game. In that specific situation, you've, you've really leaned into the math with most of your decisions on fourth down this year. Just in terms of your models, was that a was that like a strong go that you went against, or no? It was no. It was in the four yard. It was four yards, kind of that area, and uh, I just I just felt like the certainty of the points was 
uh, too good to pass up, and our kicker was kicking well. And I just felt like defensively that we could get a stop, and it was still going to be a one-possession game regardless. And I just really wanted to make it a certain one-possession game, uh, and so that's why I went for it. And there's a fourth and four in the first half. Uh, you mm-hmm. took the delay a game and punted. Just the thought process there with, with that. Play. Yeah, it just felt like the field position. I mean, in, in that circumstance, I mean, it was on the 44-ish, you know, and I felt like, you know, we, we pinned them down there, and I really liked the way our defense was playing and felt like, you know, force a long field, similar to last week in Philly, similar thought process. Uh, just felt like uh, don't let them shrink the field uh, with, two, you know, quality offense like that and just felt like, um, you know, we would put ourselves in a good position to flip the field and, uh, you know, on that drive, there were a couple, you know, the next drive, there were a couple of things defensively, some penalties, and they ended up kicking a field goal. But uh, I just felt strongly about the field position in that circumstance. And, the, and from our modeling standpoint, it was kind of a 50-50 deal and just felt like the field position was more important at that juncture. Brandon, when you came out in the third quarter, you guys seemed to find your rhythm offensively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were you surprised that that didn't carry over? For the rest of the game? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I love that drive coming out of the halftime. I really felt like we were aggressive, felt like, you know, running the ball, throwing the football, staying ahead of it, um, and, you know, just felt like our guys were executing at a high level. I felt like our pace was good, and uh, I was a little surprised. You know, I just I, I felt like, again, we were just, we had like these, you know, these really good stretches, and then it felt like we were fighting to find it in other stretches, and so uh, we just have to go back to work. We have to go back to work and, um, you know, find that, that consistency. Uh, because you know when when we've when we've executed like I know we can, then we've been really tough to stop, and and that's what we need to uh, continue to strive for. Brandon, we talked we talked this week about you know the recipe sort of developing of how to how to beat you guys, you know, controlling time of possession, and, and that happened in the Ravens game and the Patriots game. It seemed to happen again today with you guys losing the time of possession. How do you how do you overcome that? How do you combat like losing the time of possession? Is it just executing better on offense? And, and yeah, we lost that? the time of possession today because of the way we played on offense, not because of the way we played on defense. Uh, we were playing really well on third down, and you know they had a couple critical third downs there towards the end of the game, but in the middle of the game, I mean, we, we were playing really, really well on third down, and, uh, and, and I think that it was more of, you know, if you take a look at our offensive possessions in the first half, I mean, that's more indicative of why they possessed the ball so much, and, um, and then there were a couple penalties in there that allowed dr- some drives to... You know, for them to to keep going. So um, again, I, I think that you know we you know special teams. We had a penalty. You know, kind of we force a punt. Uh, we're in good good spot. We have a block in the back instead of being on the you know the twenty. Now we're on the ten. Uh, again, it was just it was all three phases today, and and coaching and playing. We got to do but we got to do better. Did you think that fifteen yard penalty to Chris Rump was fair? I didn't see it. I didn't see it, so I, I can't speak on that. I mean, I was kind of told, but I can't speak on that. And how would you assess the way Justin Herbert played today? I felt like at times he was playing within really good rhythm and timing, and then you saw a lot of confidence and you know a team that's tough to stop. And then I felt like there are other times where um, we just didn't play with really good rhythm or timing, and and I feel like uh, you know that's where we can improve and I think what, when we were at our best today is when we were pushing the pace and uh, we were staying on schedule uh, and we were being aggressive on early downs and, and I feel like you know getting him on the move um, you know just it really helps his game out helps our line out and uh, you know I like that formula I felt like that drive in the second half to start out the second half that was a, a really good formula drive for us but um, they're they're uh, you know, very well coached on defense, and, and they played a gutty game today because they had a lot of guys out too. And um, you know, it was a it was a gutty performance by those guys. Seemed like the uh, offense had some moments today, but other moments where you guys were a little bit out of sync. What did, what did you feel led to some of the inconsistencies? 
opportunities there. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. And, and unfortunately, we came up short and, and we didn't move the ball when we needed to. And uh, you know, it falls on the offense to, to execute and do the things that we need to. Uh, but we fell short today. Anything you can point to there, like coming out in the third quarter, you guys moved right down, and then why didn't that carry over? Because uh, they're a good defense, you know they they've got a, a really well coached team. They've got some really athletic players on that side of the ball, and uh, you know we'd love to go down and score every single drive. We're obviously trying to do that, um, but you know we just need to execute better on, on third down. We need to be uh, you know more adamant about it. But uh, you know I, I felt like we had some good things, and, and obviously a lot of things to clean up as well. Is it at any sort of extra disappointment coming off a game like you guys had against the Eagles, where it seemed like everything was sort of finally clicking? I know Keenan said that it felt like everything was kind of clicking to have maybe a step back today after such a good performance? Oh, well, that's the NFL. You know, obviously you'd love to win every single game, um, but, you know, it's not going to happen like that, and it's all about reacting and, and um, reacting to, to this adversity. And, and obviously it's tough to, to, to lose a game, especially after the, the week we had last week. Um, but it's all about the preparation that we're going to have this week uh, to watch the film tomorrow and to be better from it, to learn from it, because we can't let this team beat us again twice. Is there any, the, the last three games you've lost have kind of felt similar defensively. I mean, Baltimore was that was maybe a little worse. But does does it is the feeling is it some of the same stuff? I mean, does it feel the same these losses, or is it different stuff that's happening? Uh, in regards to the defense, or for us? For you guys, this is an offense. Is it, is it the same kind of things that aren't clicking, or or, or not? Is it just? Um, I think each each game is different. You know, we'd, we'd love to be able to move the ball every single time, and, and obviously we're trying to, to, to do our best, and, uh, you know, we just need to be better to execute. And, and it falls on us to put up more points to, to move the ball when we need to and get the defense off the field. Um, but, you know, we, we didn't do a good, good enough job of that today, and so that's, you know, unfortunately why we lost. Justin, after such a great start to the season, you've now lost three or four. What needs to happen so this doesn't get away from you guys? Uh, I think we need to keep being ourselves. We need to keep getting better and, and to keep learning and to keep growing. Um, you know, we're right where we need to be, and, and as long as we, we've got everything in front of us, we, we keep playing our type of football, get better. And, and obviously, you know, losing is, is never fun, but it's all about how the guys react and how they show up tomorrow uh, to lift and, and to the film. And, um, you know, I, I believe in this locker room. I, I know that the, those guys are going to show up and give their best effort. You mentioned uh, keeping your defense off the field. Do you kind of feel like those short drives kind of put your defense in a bind that they get and made the, the time possession so uh, the, the difference in time possession so large between you and uh, the Vikings? I'm asking, like, do you feel like those your short possessions kind of put your defense in a bind today, causing the difference in time of possession? Yeah, I think it's always huge for, for the offense to stay on the field and to, to put those drives together. Um, and whenever you go three and out, it's obviously tough to, to put the defense into that position because, you know, they, they get a stop and they come back right on the field and, and they're gassed. And, uh, you know, I, I thought they did a great job of, of getting stops when they needed to. And um, it's just up to us to, to execute better. Justin, did they, did they throw anything different at you guys today that you hadn't seen on the film? No, I, I feel like we were prepared. We, we did a good enough job of watching film and um, scouting those looks, and the scouting gave us a great look all week. Um, you know, we, we did execute some, some pretty good third downs there, and we got the ball moving, but uh, I think overall uh, we just need to put together a complete game. What did you think about the game plan today? Uh, kind of just like I said, you know, I, I felt like we were prepared. Uh, Coach Joe and, and Coach Staley, they did a great job of, um, you know, preparing us all week. We, we watched pr plenty of film, um, executed some good third downs, and we just needed to put together a complete game.
Just in the, the interception to Kendricks, did you did you put that ball where you wanted to, and he just made a, a great play on it, or do you feel like you could have thrown it differently? Uh, well, in hindsight, you're always going to want to say, you know, I, I could have put the ball in a, in a better place. Uh, I thought he made a great play, and um, you know that's a tough situation and one of those things that maybe you have to move on to your next read. So uh, one of those things that uh, we're going to have to watch and film tomorrow and, and uh, be pretty critical of. Physically, how are you feeling? It seems like you took a lot more hits today than usual, or harder hits. How are you feeling physically? I feel good. Well, I think it's year one of, of a new offense with everyone coming together, for, uh, people from, from, you know, different teams, and year one is all obviously going to be tough, and uh, there's no continuity from last year, and so you have to learn an, an entirely new offense with a b- bunch of brand new guys, and, um, you know, I feel like we've done a good job of coming together, and obviously they're going to be growing pains, but, you know, I feel like the guys show up and they give their best effort every day, and, and we're going to keep getting better, and we're going to keep emphasizing that, so uh, I think we're right, right where we need to be. All right, that was uh, Justin Herbert and Brandon Staley talking about the uh, Chargers loss yesterday against the Minnesota Vikings at SoFi Stadium. You know, a tough, tough loss for them. Uh, Again, those are the kind of wins that you have to have. Tight division, game at home in November against a below 500 team. That that was a game that they had to have. They don't get it. Uh, the Chiefs look like they've turned around their season. I mean, this was a season where it looked like the Chargers had a chance to win the division, host a playoff game. How great would that have been? Again, now they, they sit at 5-4. and four. The West is now uh, Chiefs 6-4, and four, Chargers 5-4, and four. Las Vegas Raiders five and four, Broncos at five and five. I mean that 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 division is just so tight, so tough. Chargers could have still been in first place with a win. Alas, that did not happen. Uh, big game. Speaking of tight divisions, the Rams. The Rams playing the San Francisco 49ers. again. The 49ers, are they come into this game at three and five. They they have obviously struggled. Seahawks, by the way, at three and six. I mean, two of the teams that you had always looked at being at the top of the division now at three and six, three and five. The Cardinals are eight and two. So the Rams have to win to keep pace with the Cardinals, be tied with the Cardinals atop not only the division, but atop the conference and atop the league. So a big game for the Rams tonight. Odell Odell Beckham Jr. making his debut. Von Miller perhaps making his debut as well. So big game for, for the Rams here in Santa Clara. Again, I am here uh, for the game. I will be back in Los Angeles in Southern California tomorrow, hopefully with a with the Rams win. We'll, uh, we'll see how that goes. But, um, yeah, again, I like the Rams to win big. Again, they are favored by three and a half, but I like them to cover that spread and actually win by ten. So I, I like the Rams big. All right, let's leave it there for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. The Arash Markazi Show on a new generation of radio. The all-new and mightier 1090 AM. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.